All right, Freedom Chasers, are you ready to unlock the hidden potential of one of the world's largest professional networks? Because today's guest has the master key. Welcome, Michelle J. Raymond, the international beacon for LinkedIn company pages and B2B growth strategies with a unique talent to turn LinkedIn profiles into profit profiles. She's not just a corporate trainer, but a two-time best-selling LinkedIn author whose expertise has transformed countless businesses. Dive deep into the world of LinkedIn with insights from her sought-after podcast, LinkedIn for business-to-business growth, and the LinkedIn Branding Show. And for those visual listeners, check out her highly rated YouTube channel, at LinkedIn for B2B Growth, good name, a reservoir of strategies and tips. Michelle has deciphered the LinkedIn code, turning connections into con- conversions, oops, and profiles into profits. It's time to learn from the best. Michelle. It's fantastic to have you with us. Thank you so much for joining us. And thank you so much for that intro. I was sitting there listening going, wow, that's a lot of different ways I can help people. And hopefully today's podcast is no different where I can let the realtors know how LinkedIn can play a part in their growth. Absolutely. That is my favorite part about guesting on other shows. It's the wonderful intros they come up with. I always feel so great going home. Um, So let's jump into it. You are the only LinkedIn page expert I have ever heard of. So why should businesses be creating LinkedIn pages? And the fact is I'm pretty much the only LinkedIn trainer on LinkedIn that specializes in all things company pages. And three years ago when I started, they were laughing at me thinking, why do I even bother with these things? They don't get as much traction as personal posts. So the numbers aren't as glamorous, but Michelle, why bother? And here's the thing is that I come from the beauty industry. And so I used to sell all the raw materials and ingredients that go into skincare and hair care and all those things you can't pronounce on the back of shampoo bottles. And I built up an amazing community in that space on LinkedIn. And then what happened was one day I had about 5,000 followers. I got headhunted by one of the competitors that I, you know, in the industry. And I took 5,000 personal followers and took them to the competitors. And the company that I left had no company page, no company brand building on LinkedIn. So they went from being so well known and leveraging my 5,000 to zero. And, you know, in 2023, that is not an option. Nine years ago when I started, maybe it didn't matter so much, but coming into a pretty much online digital world these days, especially post-COVID, in industries that traditionally sold face-to-face or went to trade shows or did those kind of things, all of a sudden when that got cut off, everyone was like, "Uh uh-oh, what do I do now? And so company pages are an important part for any size business. I don't care whether you're a solopreneur or a multinational company, company pages have, I guess, opportunity for all of you to help grow your business by building your brand and the awareness of that brand. Absolutely. So if I were to start a company page, I think I may have one. I don't think I've ever done anything with it. What would be some action steps to take to get that rolling? The best part about company pages is that they're free to set up and they take roughly 15, 20 minutes and they're quite simple to follow the prompts. LinkedIn makes that part of the process really easy. Now, the other reason you want to do this, if you've ever Googled somebody's business name, 
then what will happen is the normally their website comes up first and then LinkedIn typically comes up second. So the company page will come up second in the search results. Now, why does it do that? Well, LinkedIn's the number one trusted B2B platform. So you can piggyback off LinkedIn's trust, you know, by Google and basically just end up on the first page of results with, without having to fork out thousands of dollars for SEO, which is just brilliant. And also another reason to kind of keep in mind, if you have one set up and someone finds you on Google and comes across that way, you could end up with them either having the red carpet rolled out or you can, it's going to be a ghost town and they're going to wonder and question whether your business is legit. And so for me, it's like spend a little bit of time to keep it ticking over depending where your priorities are and where your audience is. You may not spend a lot of time on LinkedIn, but ultimately the best things to do have a really great banner. To me, it's like a billboard. So put it out there, what you do and who you help and make it really obvious for people so that if they do land there, either by searching in LinkedIn or Google, then basically what they're going to find is a really good reflection of the business that you're building. Absolutely. So once you know who you're talking to and why you're talking to them and what you're offering to them, like what kind of, is it a posting strategy? What does that look like? Yeah. So it's all going to come down to resources that you have. Now, if you are a small business with, you know, under 10 employees, then what you're going to do is have a combination of building the personal brands. So making sure those employees have really great personal profiles on LinkedIn and then the company page is being built up. And then what you're going to do is come up with a strategy to try and have some of your employees post and the company page post. Now, if you're just starting out, one post a week might be enough for the company page. I don't want people to drown in trying to keep up with another social platform. I get it. I know what it's like to run a business and be like just juggling things all the time, but have it ticking over. Even if you can only do it once every two weeks in the beginning, that's okay as well while you're building things. But the cool part about LinkedIn company pages these days is we get what's called invite credits. And what that allows you to do is invite your first degree connections to come and follow the company page. And so you can build a community reasonably quickly because we get 250 of those a month. So if you use them every month, then you can very quickly start to build a valuable community that you can promote your products and services to. I'm a salesperson at heart. I don't apologize for that. I spent 20 years in B2B sales. I don't see the point in doing things on LinkedIn if it's not going to generate growth in some way or opportunities. For some people, it will be brand awareness. So more people will know about your business. For others, they might want new sales leads and that's totally cool. And for others, you might be looking to build your team out. And so that's the best part about LinkedIn. No matter which one of those goals, you can achieve it with your company page through content. So at most, I think for most businesses, three posts a week is the max that I would invest time. Don't go too crazy. It's honestly, you're better off putting your time elsewhere, but make sure that we do start creating a really great first impression if someone lands on the page. Absolutely. So a large portion of our audience is going to be somebody that fits into the category where they're growing their business, right? So they're wanting to attract agents to come to their brokerage. So what would that look like? 
Look, ultimately, I think it's like anything in life. Do you want to work for the best of the best? Like think about any of your favorite sporting teams. Now, I don't know which one you go for, which sport might be your favorite, but picture that in your mind and then think, would I want to play for that team or some team that's unknown out in the sticks somewhere that nobody's ever heard of? The more that you can build a brand that is like the place for the right kind of team to come and work for, the more it becomes really obvious. And the best part is you end up with the right people wanting to work for you, which means less turnover, which means you can get traction faster. Nobody wants to always spend their time attracting the wrong people, having the wrong employee fit and having to redo that process all over again. So a brand is your way of basically saying, hey, if you're this kind of person, we're this kind of business, this is what we're trying to achieve. And so the words that you use, the language, the imagery will reflect that. So you might be the one that wants to be the biggest. You might want to be the brokerage that has the best customer service. And those two things would have different language around it. You might want to be the coolest. You want to be the most flexible with hybrid working arrangements. It doesn't matter what your thing is, but just make sure that you bring that out in your content and, you know, start to share about why what you do aligns with that. And again, you'll start to attract the right people. It's just like a magnet and it's like, hey, come pay attention to us. Play on our team if you're this kind of person. If you're not, we want it to like basically repel them. Tell them, no, you're in the wrong place. Turn around, go back. We're not right. And so this is where LinkedIn can really help businesses grow. And I think if you've got the right team, that's a surefire way to success because you are not going to always be up against the barriers of trying to drag someone along. There's nothing worse than when you've got the wrong person in your team, right? Like I hate that. I've worked in situations like that. And it's like, you feel like you're dragging them. No one's got time or the energy to drag people along anymore. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, I mean, I see people advertising that this type of stuff all the time. And I, almost all of them, I think you're doing this so wrong on so many levels. And I don't want to just correct people, but it's just like, it's, it's a benefit vomit. Where they're just like, oh, we do this, 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 and this, and that, and that. And we could try to attract every single person. And what ends up happening is nobody reads anything because nobody cares. Nobody's sitting around thinking, I need to change my brokerage right now. People are thinking they want to sell more houses. They want, they need more leads and they need this thing and they need that thing. They don't think about your company. They don't care about your company culture. You could talk about it all day if you want. Um, so with that context... <laughs> What do you think would be a way to do that same strategy and actually speak to somebody and actually potentially move them to actually reach out to you and want to work with you? Because that benefit vomit does not work. I could not agree more. That is a hell yeah for me on that one, because this is what happens. The trap that people fall into on LinkedIn is they think it's all about them. It's all about trying to impress other people with, I've got the most knowledge. I've got the most awards. I'm the biggest. I turn over the most. And you are absolutely right. No one cares. And so what I say to people is you have to flip the script. You have to sit in the other person's chair and think, what do they care about? What is it that's giving them a headache every day at work that you can take away that pain? Because when we're scrolling on LinkedIn, mostly people are looking for answers to problems that they're having in business. So if you speak to that, 
instead of going, I'm so amazing. Cause I mean, self-praise, like, I mean, really it's cheap, right? It costs nothing. We can all do it. It means, you know, it's, it's just not so great. But if you can turn around and go, Hey, if you're in the brokerage and you're having this problem, I've got the answer for you. Here's how I can take that away. Of course, my ears prick up. I pay attention and I want to know more. So the quickest and easiest way that you can get results on LinkedIn, no matter what kind of business is to put yourself in the other person's shoes and write something that either teaches them how to be better or solves a problem that they're having or shows them how your values align with them. And it might sound simple, but I just don't see enough of that on LinkedIn at all. I reckon there's probably 5% of people doing it. And it's, again, easier said than done. But hopefully, even if you get it right, sometimes you're still going to be in front of most competitors. Absolutely. And it's not like this is a secret. You know, you read any copywriting book in the world and it's like your goal is to take people from pain to pleasure, do some market research, find out what problems they have and speak emotionally to those problems because people make emotional decisions. Every decision people make is emotional, even if they think it's logical. It's not. It's emotional. <laughs> so it's just like there's nothing is a secret, really. I mean, the more especially the more I meet awesome people like you, you start to see very, very, very strong parallels of of what to do and what not to do. And it's it's almost like, oh, it's like there's this is almost black and white here. Um, and what's amazing is 90 percent of people still do it wrong. So like just doing just being one of the 10 percent is all you need to do. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, and that's the thing when I'm coaching people in businesses is that I'm just trying to get them back to doing those basics and nailing those and doing them consistently over time. Whereas most people, what I don't want them to do is listen to this conversation where we're saying, go and do this. You know, this is how you do it. I don't want them to get paralyzed with fear that they're going to get it wrong because that's the other thing that kicks in on LinkedIn. I don't care whether you're being in business for 35 years, whether you've just come straight from the best college or university in the world, it everywhere in between people get so paralyzed by fear on LinkedIn, fear of getting it wrong, fear of that it's all been said before, fear that um, you know people are going to judge them, fear that they're going to say things that other people think aren't right, fear that their English isn't good enough. Like there can be there's like 30 different fears we listed when we wrote the LinkedIn branding book. And we made that the first chapter because basically my co-author and I, no matter how many different people we worked with, we couldn't get people past that first step. And don't worry about all the advanced stuff. We just had to get them off the sidelines and into the game. And for me, that realizing that that fear is universal it's why roughly only 1% of people will put content consistently out on LinkedIn. That is such a small number. And if I can do anything to change that today is just to let people know if you're a bit worried that you're not going to get it right on LinkedIn, don't worry. Everyone else is thinking exactly the same thing, but give it a go and you will evolve over time and get better at it. But if you don't make that first one, yeah, you're just going to be on the sidelines cheering on your competitors' growth. Um, and that, to me, is the thing that I don't think anyone wants. Absolutely. And you probably are going to get it wrong, and that's fine. The beauty of LinkedIn is if you get it wrong, nobody's going to see it anyways. Um, <laughs> that's what I know. Like, nobody's going to see it at all. Like, LinkedIn's algorithm does not show something that doesn't work. Um, let's just, I'm sure you know what a two-step post is. It's like, I did one on Facebook. I got 62 leads. 
I dropped the same thing. It's just an image. I took an image of it because why the hell not? I don't know shit about LinkedIn. I'll just throw this up there. I got one lead, a hundred impressions. So it's just like, if you don't know what you're doing, nobody's going to see it anyway. So you might as well experiment until you start to get some impressions because nobody's going to see it. So there's really no harm, no fall on LinkedIn at all. <laughs> it's such a great way to attack LinkedIn is, and even then, you know, when I work with people, I'm like, I wish I could give you a prescription that says, if you do this, this, and this, it's absolutely 100% going to work for your business, your audience and generate the goals and opportunities that you want. But the fact is, because it's human driven and it's about who you're surrounded by and what your audience wants, nobody's got the same audience. You know, what works for me doesn't necessarily work for someone else. And ultimately I could sit here and say, yeah, write three text posts every week and rah, rah, rah. But if you love video and you hate writing, it's never going to work for you. You're going to fall over at the first hurdle. And so from that perspective, you do literally have to play around and find what works for you. Some people could be podcasting like this. For some people, it's video, short form. Some people, they like to write long articles that are really technical. Whatever your jam is, just bring that onto the platform and just be you. Um, I call it your digital twin. The second that people come unstuck on LinkedIn is when they try and be the LinkedIn version of themselves. And I've got to tell you, it feels bad when you're trying to do it and everybody else on the other side is going, what the heck? Like, what is going on here? Who is this person? Or worse still, that you're one way online, they talk to you offline and there's a disconnect. Uh, so just be yourself. Just be, like I said, your digital twin, whatever makes you successful offline, bring it on to LinkedIn and that's what works. But yeah, too many people trying to be LinkedIn versions of themselves. No wonder they hate the platform. Like it, it's, it's just not going to be any fun. Absolutely. And that advice will transcend platform, right? So you might want to approach it a little bit differently. Um, so, I mean, I'll ask a question about that for more context, but like just be yourself anywhere. Um, and, and a lot of people are like, oh, I don't want to offend anybody. It's like, go ahead and offend people. Like, go ahead. Like, maybe don't do it brazenly. Don't don't piss people off on purpose. But I mean, you can stir the pot on purpose. I do it all the time. Um, <laughs> like, one of my favorite things to do is simply taking a question like this or that, and then just taking a firm statement and, and just being like, agree or disagree. Like, for example, I put today or yesterday, I don't remember when the hell it was, but I was like, entrepreneurs are born, not made, agree or disagree. Um, and that type of stuff gets a ton of engagement simply because you took a stance. Like if, if I had to ask a question, are entrepreneurs born or made? Same exact thing. It would not get nearly as much response. So just taking a stance encourages people to actually engage because they disagree or they agree strongly. And that gives them more reason to engage, I guess. Um, yeah. So let's Dive I was into... just going to say, like, oh, one of my favorite things to do is take the contrarian point of view and throw it out there. Because uh, yeah. quite often, there's a lot of stuff that goes on on the platform with other LinkedIn trainers that I don't agree with what they do. And whilst I'm not going out there slamming them personally, I'm, you know, get, putting myself out there and saying, this is what I actually believe. And it, I'm okay that it's not the same as everybody else because there's 950 million members on LinkedIn now. Like I have to do something to stand out. And if I just keep regurgitating what everyone else says, how do I stand out? I just don't. Um, and that's the biggest killer of growth. If you want to grow a business on the, and use LinkedIn to do it, 
by blending in, it just becomes like one big game of, now if I get this right, in the US it's Where's Waldo, here it's Where's Wally. But like that's what it feels like and you don't want to be the Wally that we're looking for or Waldo that we're looking for. Everyone who listens to our show knows Matt and I are passionate about obtaining financial freedom through real estate investing. We also know that everyone's situations and goals are different. And while there are programs out there that show you a path to financial freedom, many of these programs are just too cookie cutter and don't take your personality, situation, and desired outcome into account. Think about the number of times you have watched a guru online and tried to do the exact same thing as they did, but had nowhere near the same results. You are not alone. When I got started, I was continually paying for courses and getting only partial results until I discovered the path that made sense for me. And the results prove this. Most online course creators have let us in on their dirty secret that 90 to 95% of their students never complete their course and achieve their desired outcome. This is why we have opened up a few one-on-one coaching slots with Freedom Chasers Coaching, where you can get a plan to financial freedom that is completely customized to fit who you are and where you want to go And most importantly, how you want to get there, where you can get a plan to financial freedom that is completely customized to fit who you are, where you want to go and how you want to get there. The benefit of working with Matt and I is that we are interviewing between five and 20 successful people every single week. We have accumulated hundreds of seven figure strategies and gotten the inside scoop from these successful entrepreneurs. We are able to work with you to pick the strategy that will fit the best and then help you create the custom plan and steps to take you quickly into financial freedom. The fastest way between two points is a straight line. If you want to get rid of the many curves in the road that can make the journey longer and more costly, then go to coaching.freedomchaserspodcast.com and book a call with us and let's get you on a straight line path to freedom. Absolutely. Um, I like that. Where's Wally? It sounds a little bit nicer. Um, (laughs) I know I had to do a bit of research on that one. I was like, my friend, she's like, who's Wally? And I was like, okay, so there's a bit of context that I need to shift here. (laughs) Uh, But that's the whole thing. Like that is literally the game that we're playing on socials. Your job is to stand out so people can easily find you and not have to go searching and going, where is that person that does brokerage in this particular location for this kind of business? I can't find them. What's like, where are they? So the easier you make it and say, here I am, here's what I do, you know, just send the flagpole up so that they can immediately identify you are the go-to person. Like I am Mm -hmm. the go-to person for company pages. No ifs, buts, or maybes. Everybody knows that's my jam. You have to be the same in your industry. Absolutely. And everybody's going to be like, how do I be different? And, you know, it's funny because the solution is actually to just be who you are because we're all different. And and the amazing thing this show shows me every day that anybody that consistently does anything can grow an audience. And so if you're thinking you're too boring and you're too dry, I can promise you there are tons of super dry people um, that are doing quite well. Um, And there's really no... There's no personality thing that can really set you back except trying to be somebody who you're not. So diving a little bit deeper into what you said earlier, because like there's memes, right? This is me on Instagram. This is me on LinkedIn and so on and so forth. You know exactly what I'm talking about, right? So what are people doing wrong on LinkedIn? Because I feel like it is a little bit more business professional. Like maybe I'll, I'm not going to throw a tie on. It's not that guy, but I might approach it a little bit differently. Is that wrong? 
can, but it's not necessary. I think there was a huge shift during COVID on LinkedIn about what's acceptable and what's not. And I saw like a bit of a tug of war on platform of the the old guard saying, this isn't Facebook, don't post that kind of stuff. The thing is on LinkedIn right now, you've got about 65% of the platform is currently sitting at like Gen Z and all of the much younger than I am people that are starting out in their careers. They've been using social their entire life and they approach things differently. The word authenticity probably gets overused uh, like something chronic on the platform, but being yourself is something that that generation teaches everybody else on the platform. There's no, I don't have to put on a suit and tie because they just didn't work like that. Uh, And so it's a really different place. Even if you haven't used it for a couple of years, I would suggest coming back and having another look. You might be pleasantly surprised. I think it's now found the right balance between pointless selfies and getting personal and being okay that you don't have to be this robot that presents things in a certain professional way. That definition of professional, and I say that in inverted commas, is so different now on the platform. And, you know, I've been using it for nine years and watching it change. I really like how it is now. I think it's a lot more inclusive. I think we've seen a lot of people from other industries, non-traditional white collar workers are coming in. So lots of people in the health space. I'm working with a lot of people in construction, like HVAC and plumbers and, you know, all kinds of different non-traditional businesses. And now on LinkedIn. Now, why are they on there? I worked with a landscape construction company and they redo backyards here in Australia for, you know, quarter of a million dollars. So then they're not just, you know, turning up with a a wheelbarrow and a shovel and doing a couple of plantings. And I said to them, why do you want to be on LinkedIn? And the simple answer was, well, every time we get an inquiry from someone, we go and Google their name. Normally their LinkedIn profile comes up. And if they're working as a CEO at a local legal firm or a bank or something like that, we get a lot of insight into that professional person and see whether they can actually are most likely able to afford what we're doing. You know, at least we can have a bit of an idea that we're in the same ballpark. And the same thing happened with the plumbing company and construction company, the HVAC company. They realized that everybody has a LinkedIn profile. Now in Australia, that stat is like literally 48% of our population. Like it's crazy. In the US, it's the biggest usage by number of anywhere in the world is the number of members on LinkedIn. Uh, And so from that perspective, they just kept going, hmm, decision makers have a profile on LinkedIn. We need to be visible there. And, you know, that's the difference about LinkedIn and the other platforms, which are, you know, maybe a bit cooler, a bit more fun, but the actual decision makers, four out of five members on LinkedIn are involved in decision-making processes for B2B. And so for me, go fishing where the fish are, These are the people I need to be in my community so that I can build opportunities and leverage those relationships. And so that's kind of how it's played out. Um, But yeah, it's not what people probably picture in their mind from a few years ago. And I think that's a cool thing. It's not. 
And I won't go too far into the rabbit hole, but I've seen far too much political stuff on there lately, and I don't want to see it at all. Um, which is good news like is you, said, you can no switch Facebook. it off. There's yeah. literally a setting now that LinkedIn involved that says, "Do you want to see political content?" And you can flick it off. Um, and so that's you know, I think LinkedIn themselves they got a new CEO a few years back, and they're changing how it is. We're seeing lots more AI come in because. You know, that's just what's happening right now. Uh, but ultimately, yeah. I think there's like a lot of ways that they're trying to make it a different platform as well, which is quite interesting to watch them evolve, not just the people who use it. Well, that's tremendous to know. I'm going to be turning that off right away. I don't understand why anybody chooses a horse in that race, honestly. Um <laughs> It's like, oh, we'll fight over who's worse at running the government. Um, <laughs> I've learned I'm going to stay right out of U.S. politics. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just switch it off if you don't like it is all yeah. I'll say. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm trying. Well, that's exactly where I'm leading to because I just don't care. Um, <laughs> like, that's I just don't care. My life seems to be the same when I don't pay attention. So I'm just not going to because there's nothing to gain from it uh, is my general advice there. Um, so, <laughs> so anyways... <laughs> Um, you said something important there. Like LinkedIn is a great way to find people that you want to work with. I know you're not the direct outreach expert like everybody else on LinkedIn, but how do you, if you could identify these people on LinkedIn, how could you intentionally attract them or what would be your method using attraction methods? Look, I absolutely love creating content, but that's not the only way you can attract people. The search bar on LinkedIn is one of the most powerful places and underutilized places that people talk about on the platform. It has so many great filters. So it could be a target company. Just type the company name into the search bar and it's going to pop up with a list of everybody that works there. And then you've got filters that you can start to use. So you might want like a particular manager or a certain level of person that you want to deal with. And so from that perspective, the search engine on LinkedIn is just brilliant. And most people don't use that enough. Now, my advice to you is this. I love connecting, you know, social selling for me is what I love. It's, you know, kind of what I do. But ultimately, it's like finding the right people connecting with them and then nurturing those relationships. Now, finding them is the easy part. Search bar's got you covered. Connecting. Here's the problem that you've got up, you know, that you were up against. Everybody, every man and the dog is using automation tools, spamming people, you know, a thousand people at a time. Here, buy my stuff straight away. Easy way to stand out. Just don't be that. Take a bit of time. So the first message is literally, I just want to connect with you because I'm looking to expand my network. Um, here's what I do. Here's what you can expect. You know, leave it at that. The next message can come and, you know, literally if they connect with you, start a conversation. One of the things that you said earlier that helps with engagement is, you know, to ask a question. This is what happens on LinkedIn. We forget to ask questions like we would if we were face to face. So, Ask them, oh, you know, something about what they do, something that you've seen in their profile, or maybe they create content. And then the people that respond to that, you'll notice that it keeps happening, but too many people, people just connect and then they just leave them sitting there on the shelf, not doing anything, expecting some magic to happen. And it just doesn't, you have to be proactive. Um, the more you take it into your own hands and the more you reach out and try and start conversations, 
Your actual goal is to get them off LinkedIn, having a conversation as fast as possible without being wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, right? So we are not on Tinder. We are trying to get married to these people, you know, to use that analogy, but too many people are trying to rush things. Now it's totally okay to rush it. If you are scrolling the feed and say, for instance, I see someone that has a post that says, I don't know how to use the company page. I've just been given it as my job. Don't know how to make it work. Well, it makes sense for me to reach out and say, hey, I saw this. I've got the solution. Do you want to chat? That totally makes sense. But the out of context where you don't even know me and I'm just like, here I am. Come buy my stuff. Yeah. No one's into that. Just nobody. So don't be that person. No kidding. Um, <laughs> you don't know where to go now, do you? You're like, uh-oh. <laughs> nobody wants that. Um, <laughs> nobody. Um, so um, I had two things I wanted to say. Now I don't remember which one. Um, <laughs> I've thrown oh. you right off now. Yeah. <laughs> That's the fun of it, but like you can picture your inbox on LinkedIn so easily. And if you go back and have a look, most of the messages that you receive, you're literally just going to go delete, delete, delete. I'm not interested. So just be like a little creative or try something different. Don't just, you know, do it for numbers sake. And I think if you slow down and not try and connect with thousands of people, just pick five good ones a day. You know, like just slow it down, bring it back and make it quality over quantity. And that solves a lot of problems. Thank you for that. Um, so you mentioned uh, like you saw somebody that needed somebody with their face or their LinkedIn page. Like, is there a way to search that? Because that would be super convenient. Yeah. Search bar. It's really that simple. You can type in keywords. So it could be brokerage, it could be real estate, could be any of those things. You'll get a list of people that have it in their profiles. There's another filter that will show you any company that talks about it. There's another filter that will show you any posts that have had it mentioned. And you can literally just by doing that, start to get lists from LinkedIn. And it's one of those you connect to one person that opens up another door and you do end up going down a bit of a rabbit hole. But if you just scroll your feed, waiting for the algorithm to serve up your dream clients, your dream opportunity, that's where people go wrong because it's just not coming. But if you're proactive and go looking for it, just like you would in any normal business development, you can't just sit in the office and wait for the phone to ring. It's the same thing. Go out there, knock on the doors, leave the cards, put it in the letterbox, like whatever. It's the equivalent kind of process of saying, here I am, here's what I do. But yeah, the search bar, um, again, not glamorous. People want it to be the content. They think if I make an amazing video, that's all going to happen and all of these leads are going to come in. No, that's actually not what's going to happen. Sorry to burst that bubble as well, but that takes time and that's about building your own personal brand and that's not an overnight thing. So if you need business quickly or if you're looking to get new staff quickly, you know, you're going to take things into your own hands and, yeah, search bars it. Well, that gives me a ton of ideas. So you're saying you could search other people's posts. So if I went in there and I put quotation, grow my brokerage, quotation, I'm going to get people that literally said I want to grow my brokerage in some capacity because I don't know any other way it would be. And I just like, hey, I see you're looking to grow your brokerage. Pause. Yep. 
<laughs> yep, that's it. And you will, you know, you might, and then if you put a, like the extended searches, not to get too technical, but if you write that and then put a plus sign and then it might be a particular geography that you're after, uh, then to put plus, type that as well and it will narrow it down even further. Now, LinkedIn has Sales Navigator, which I don't use. I don't like it, um, even though I love sales. It is overwhelming for most people because it's like 200 odd different filters and it's always trying to be helpful and it's sending you notifications and it's creating lists. And you're like, for me personally, I was like, just back off. I don't want you to be helpful. I just want you to do what I want you to do when I want you to do it. But that's my personal thing. But the search bar for most people um, is more than powerful enough because what you'll find is when you use that intentionally, you'll find a couple of key people. And then you'll start to see their audience and engage with their posts and their, you know, what's going on there. And then other people start to see you. And so if you want to get started on LinkedIn, not comfortable creating your own posts, go and do some commenting on other people's. No one, even me, I've been creating content, as I said, for nine, nearly 10 years now. I still notice every single like and comment. Like I am still driven by that. It's now a part of my psyche, I think, these days of who likes me? You know, just, you know, it's just crazy. But that's how the machine feeds the whole thing. Um, and so be that person that supports others. And what goes around comes around, as my nan taught me. And so just be that generous person that helps other people's success and you'll get that back again. Absolutely. It's all about giving, without question. Um Without question, and and I have to reiterate, because anybody that's not using LinkedIn for leads, um, you're making a mistake because you could literally dial into exactly, if you know what your avatar is and you really dial in and do your market research, you could go by gross revenue. You could go by a number of employees and all that fun stuff. So the better you understand your avatar, the easier they are to find on LinkedIn, actually. So you mentioned you don't pay for Sales Navigator. So let me ask about that. Um, because I've, I currently have it. I have it on and off all the time. They always give me free trials. I'm just like, oh, I'll give that a shot again. Why not? Um, so they actually just charge me a hundred bucks. I'm like, I don't need that. Um, but I have people use, <laughs> I have people using it sometimes. And you know, some of my employees use their LinkedIn. And they're like, oh, I can't see anything anymore. I'm getting these restrictions. Are those restrictions normal? Do you need LinkedIn Sales Navigator at some point, or is it because they have newer profiles or something like that? Yeah. So for the most part, everything that I talk to people about is using LinkedIn all free. So none of the paid platforms that are on there. Now, what will happen is if you're active on the platform, you will start to come up against some of those blocks where it won't let you do or see, you know, who viewed your profile. So just by turning on premium is normally enough. Um, and it's about, I think in the US about $40 or something like that a month, as opposed to sales navigators, like a hundred. Uh, so from that perspective, I think most people, unless you're super duper active and a, a full on hunter salesperson that's going hard, don't worry about uh, sales navigator. The other reason is there's restrictions that LinkedIn put in, and I do love this to a degree, is that it won't let you connect with more than, uh, look, the numbers vary. We're just estimating, say it's between 100 and 150 people a week. So you can do all of that using just a premium um, account. So you, again, you don't need Sales Navigator. Sales Navigator is useful if, like I said, you're full on into it and going hard. 
it could be helpful and you can save lists and it will update you when those people post and, and different things. But for most people in my experience, it just is overwhelming and there's just stuff coming at you that distracts you. Whereas if you literally just grab a pen and paper and write a list of 20 companies that you want to target or 20 people and just start working and building relationships with them, nail that and then move on to the next ones, you are going to go further and faster than just pure overwhelming numbers because you just can't keep a track of it unless you know, like I said, you you come from that kind of background and that's what you're good at. Um, but for most people, if you're growing a business, you're juggling lots of different tasks every single day. And that is just one small piece. And so I don't want it to become a distraction or overwhelming that makes you throw away LinkedIn altogether. Uh, so yeah, keep it simple is my uh, typical approach. Usually the best way to start anything. Um, so this has been a lot of fun. Michelle, if anybody wanted to get their LinkedIn page rolling, what would be the best way for them to get in touch with you? Well, LinkedIn is it. So Michelle J. Raymond is how you'll find me. And the J is in there because there are thousands of Michelle Raymonds, but I'm the only one with the J. Uh, so that's why it's there. So I'd love for you to come across. I share so much information on a daily basis on how you can use it to grow your business. So yeah, reach out and connect. Let me know that you're listening to this podcast. Um, yeah. It'd be great to hear from people. Absolutely. One of these days, I'm going to ask a coach that specializes on a platform like Instagram or LinkedIn, and they're like, reach out to me via email. I'm like, what? you're the Instagram coach. Did you really say that? Um, if you said anything about LinkedIn, I might have been concerned. Like, why wouldn't I be on LinkedIn if I'm the LinkedIn coach? So one of these and days, I'm sorry, like it's going to happen one of these days and I'm, I'm going to have to call I am not that person it. for you today. <laughs> I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for it. <laughs> um, Michelle, thank you so much. Everybody listening, you know exactly where to reach out to her. Um, Michelle J. Raymond, thank you so much for giving us a glimpse into your life and into your business. And to it's those of you out pleasure. there, ooh, there you go. Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. I was going to say thank you. It's been my pleasure. And uh, like I said, I appreciate the opportunity to share about company pages because they are the long lost poor cousin of most things on LinkedIn. So thanks for letting me share with, uh, yeah, your audience. Absolutely. So obviously you're the only one that does this. So, I mean, if this is something you're interested in, you know where to go. Um <laughs> So to those of you out there chasing freedom, freedom is accomplished one action at a time. And one very clear action you could take from this episode is to simply go utilize that search bar on LinkedIn. Like it's there. There is even more stuff there that I didn't even know about. And I use it like every single day because you could find leads all the time. If you're doing B2B, if you're growing a brokerage, if you're recruiting agents, they're there. They're there. You could find them. You could reach out to them. And then you have their names and you could search for them on Instagram and all the other places. Like it's just a great lead generation tool. So go check it out. Tell somebody you know that will help hold you accountable. And before you know it, you too will be living a life of freedom. So thank you for tuning in and we'll catch you on the next episode. That was great. Cheers. Please like, comment, share, and subscribe. Engagement is like gold to us. We can't do what we're doing without it. Reviews and subscriptions, particularly on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube, are worth more than money. So please do what you can to support the show. 